Welcome to the Social Selling and Tech Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. In this CPSA podcast, we're going to talk about social selling, the importance of being authentic, and ways to project one's brand. Our guest today is Larry Levine, sales strategist, coach, speaker, and co-founder of the Social Sales Academy. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more larry welcome to the show well thank you bill i'm i'm very honored to be on your podcast so thank you for asking me so to start with please introduce yourself without giving too much away about the social sales academy because i think we'll get to that later but uh please tell our audience about yourself well yeah i look forward to it i've spent I spent over three decades in the office technology space, uh, had every sales position imaginable, Bill. And one of the reasons why I decided to do what I'm doing now is a couple of years ago, I started seeing how social wasn't being integrated into the sales process in an old laggard, slow to adopt channel as the office technology channel. I go, you know what? It'd be a great opportunity to kind of bring my life story to their channel and help them integrate social, just being genuine, being authentic and being a real person. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Now, um, now tell me about Social Sales Academy and, and the work that you do there. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be happy to. And it really, the whole premise behind the Social Sales Academy and for one is I think social has always been a part of selling. Um, always has been, always will be. And, you know, you know, I want to take it back to one of my favorite books, which is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, because the whole premise of that book was we need to build relationships and change the way people think. And that's what we're doing with social today. So inside the Social Sales Academy, it's almost like you're going back to school a little bit, is how do we effectively, genuinely, authentically integrate the power of social into the sales process to help salespeople promote themselves both online and offline, but really how they get better acquainted with their current clients and how they leverage their client networks to help them drive their business. So you work with lots of organizations and it's 2018 as we record this, ladies and gentlemen, it's <laughs> mid 2018. So I'm, I'm going to guess that most folk you speak with and, and, and you help, they've, they've heard of the concept of, of social selling at least. Is, is that fair to say? You know, I, I think it's fair to say, Bill, it's just that nobody really knows. It's unfortunately is a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Um, they've heard the term social selling. And as like I said, I don't think social selling is something that's new because I've always, you know, just like I said before, is I always think that social's always been a part of selling. It's just that I think there's just different ways to kind of carve a niche with social. But to me, it, it's no different than driving an effective conversation face to face. We're just using several different tools to help us do the same thing. But now we're using tools that are online. Which is a fantastic lead on to my next question. Uh, what, what platforms do you recommend that salespeople should be on? So LinkedIn being the big one, of course. But, but what, are, what, are, what are some of those and, and, and also the, the reasons why? 
Oh boy. You've, you've asked a great question that could open a can of worms, but, but here we go. But here we go, Bill. Um, I always say if you can't use one platform correctly, then why bother learning three or four other ones? So what I mean by that is I think first and foremost, especially if you're in sales, you have to understand how to effectively leverage LinkedIn, not just have a presence on it, Bill, but how do I effectively articulate my value? How do I effectively share my story? How do I effectively come across as that salesperson that has the utmost of credibility? So I'd say LinkedIn is by far the single best platform. And I use two others. Uh, I used them when I was a sales rep and I use them now is Twitter and Instagram. And I think LinkedIn's the best tool as far as strategically positioning you as a sales professional. I think Twitter, not to get lost in, hey, how does Twitter work? But I think Twitter is a great listening tool. And I always say listening's the new prospecting. And I think Instagram is the hidden gem out of them all is I equate Instagram to visual storytelling. You can really learn something about somebody both professionally and personally by watching their stories unfold on Instagram. It's interesting there because you didn't mention what perhaps well was until a couple of years ago, one of the big three, which is which is Facebook. Does, does Facebook still have a place in social sales or would you say that's that's just for B2C sales? Or what, what's your take uh, there? I, you know what? I mean, personally, I don't have a Facebook account. Um, never have. Um, not to say that I, that I won't. But. In, in the sales world that I came out of, I wanted to strategically position myself where I knew executives would hang out, even though I'm sure executives have personal Facebook pages and things like that. I just found that in the B2B complex sales world that I came out of, that LinkedIn was first and foremost, number one. And then obviously I just used, I used Twitter as another one. At a certain point in time, maybe Facebook will become a, a player. But for me is I always say, hey, you know what? I want to hang out where my buyers hang out. And my buyers were hanging out on a couple of those platforms that I just mentioned. Let's uh, let's just focus on Twitter for a moment then, uh, because it's got a whole bunch of challenges. Yes, there's a, there are huge audiences, Larry. But um, getting yourself noticed when there are a gazillion tweets every minute. Uh, is it, pretty tough. Uh, any any tips for uh, creating a, a brand which will get noticed on Twitter? I think it's consistency, and I think everybody's just everybody's looking for that shiny bullet to success with social. And I've never played the algorithmic games or anything like that. I've to this day I've been consistent with the content that I drive, I've been consistent with educating. And I always say, you know, I'm an alliteration freak, Bill. So everything's got to start with the same letters. So I said, you know, with social, you must be able to educate, engage, and excite people into a conversation. And I don't care if that's leveraging LinkedIn or Twitter, but you have to do it with consistency. And I think that's the biggest thing is build a plan and do it every single day. So this interview today is is all about building that brand, uh, getting that constant recognition and and brand presence. And as part of that, of course, is being authentic. And I think at least not that my opinion matters too much, but what I what I I think is a part of being authentic and being respected as 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 a thought leader is offering regular, helpful content to to your to your audience now salespeople are really busy people and frankly some of those uh, sales folk perhaps don't have a background in 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 content writing um and, and maybe 
have traditionally passed that off to the marketing department say uh, can you can you for our audience tell tell them a wee bit about uh, your tips regarding how to go about creating a strategy where salespeople can get their hands on content, fresh content on a regular basis that then they can they can put through LinkedIn or put through Twitter or put through Instagram and, and keep that presence going in a way that people respect them and want to learn more. No, and, and I always say that that salespeople, and I, and I don't care, you know, what industry that you guys are in, is sales salespeople in general have to do a better job of learning their industry's content. So what do I mean by that is salespeople have to become constant learners. They have to learn, A, about the solutions. They have to learn about the products. They have to learn about their profession better than anybody. And and I think that's where a lot of that content comes from is learning your industry's craft. The second thing is, is I always say, you know, go back to your current clients. There are a wealth of information to help you drive content. Is this, I always encourage salespeople, go back to the people who know, like, and trust you the best, which are your clients and ask them where they're educating themselves on, you know, what are the top two or three sites and start making a mental note. And those become the sites that you start going to, to source your own content. And then secondly, is I really believe in my heart that salespeople can write. They're just out of practice. It's the same. It's the same reason why sales reps struggle with prospecting. They're out of practice. But I, I think that if you want to become known as a thought leader or or somebody who's the most credible expert in your field, is start writing. Start writing about those experiences that you have with your clients. Start writing about those sales meetings that you have with potential clients. They're asking you questions. Answer those questions in form of blogs. I, I think we all have opinions. We all have stories to be told. It's how well we tell them. So it sounds to me like you're you're a big advocate of uh, salespeople uh, penning their their own posts, their, their their own opinion pieces, as opposed to relying upon someone else in in the company to write well, that for them, and 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 then they they put their name down as the author. Is, is that fair to say? Well, you know, I'm not. I think here's the best way is I came out of an industry bill where I didn't have a marketing department. I was my own marketer. So I had to find my own content, source my own content, write my own stuff. It's not to say that all salespeople should do that. If you have a great, you know, well-run marketing team, then by so all, then use it. But a vast majority of sales reps, I think struggle because they're relying on other people to do it. So I think we all have the power to do this. It's just practice. And it goes back to, I think, here's the easiest thing is salespeople go, I can't write. But yet that same salesperson will sit in front of their computer or their laptop for half an hour to carve out a, you know, a, a, an email to a prospective client on why they should meet with them. So they are writing. They might be writing emails, but it's that same thing that they can take and, and they can turn those into blogs. And if they don't like writing, right, maybe they put it into a voice recorder. And then have somebody write it for them. There's there's many different ways that they can carve this out. I just come from the no excuse mentality. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So okay, so that there is a, a content team. I, I used the the marketing team earlier, but perhaps I should move away from them. A, a content team meeting, okay, and and they're they're talking about what do we want to project to represent the company brand. We'll get to the personal brand issues more later in this interview, but the, the, the company brand, should should those salespeople be in that meeting saying, you know what, these are the points we need to drive home because these are real frontline experiences? Yes, I would agree. And, you know, furthermore, as I get your customers or your clients involved as well, 
Because, but you know, what better way if, if you're going to start portraying your company brand and marrying that with your sales reps brand is if I'm an owner of a company and I'm out strategically, say, repositioning or leveraging my brand out in the community, what better way to get some feedback? Bring your clients into those meetings. Ask them for their feedback. What's it like doing business with us? What words would you use to describe the value that we're bringing to you? And that'd be a great way to start remarketing and taking your corporate brand out to the marketplace. Okay, so to your point just then, and earlier on, you mentioned the importance of of listening to people, right? And actually hearing what they're saying and, and then be responsive to that. Is, is are, are those the key components of the secret sauce to, to being authentic or whatever this term authentic really means? Yeah, and to me, it's... it's to me, it's more than a word and it's listening, but it's listening to yourself. It, it, it's really self-reflecting, becoming self-aware of who you are. And that's tough. That means we got to become vulnerable. And to me, if, if you want to integrate authenticity and really mean it, you got to own it. And that means you got to look inward and you got to listen to yourself. You got to listen to your clients. You got to listen to your centers of influence. You may have to listen to your, your peers and your family members. But it's tough. If you can really own authenticity, to me, that's the secret sauce. Here's a bit of a doozy for you as a question. Um, I, I want to now try to get into the nitty gritty with you of, of um, differentiating between managing a personal brand. Um, I, I recently did an interview where somebody used the term an intrapreneur, someone who represents their company, but they're still within the company. They're still leveraging the resources of the company, but they're projecting a personal brand and the and the corporate brand, but what, what is the, what is the difference between managing a personal brand versus leveraging, leveraging a corporate one in your opinion? Well, I think it's integration of both, but I think, you know, the, the toughest thing for in salespeople in just how they manage both is they're never really coached bill to talk about their personal brand because it's always about promoting the company, promoting the products, promoting the solutions. And that's what sales reps are taught. They really never had to taught how to manage their personal brand because quite frankly, most sales reps don't know they have it. But it's once they understand and once leadership understands the importance that their sales professionals are front and center of their organization, helping them drive revenue, it's the importance of strategically positioning and leveraging their sales reps and marrying the brand of their sales reps and the brand of the company together. Because, you know, in this day and age, it's 2018. And quite frankly, if I'm a, if I'm a digitally savvy executive, I'm going to start looking at sales reps based on some of their presence and how they appear online. So that, that means sales reps have to become front and center. They got to figure out how to leverage that brand. And more importantly, the leaders have to coach and train their sales reps on how to marry both together. It's a fine line. We are already coming towards the end of this interview, but just a couple more questions for you. Uh, there's there's a lot written about uh, the onset of the millennial generation. Heck, we at the CPSA are already talking about the onset of uh, Gen Z, the centennials. But um, just focusing on Gen X for a minute, a bit of a loaded question for you. In, in your opinion, does, does Gen X get social selling do they really get the the need and the premise of social sales um you know that is a loaded question and, and i'm going to flip this i'm going to flip my answer on you 
And I'm going to say that most generations struggle with social selling. And it's not just a Gen X, it's not a millennials, and it's not even a baby boomer issue. I think it's, it, it crosses many generations because too many people are trying to leverage social selling in a way that they do face to face. All to me, social selling is about building relationships, driving conversation, engaging with it and getting it offline and getting it face to face or on the phone or, or leveraging some of, you know, Skype or something like that face to face, but we can't, you can't sell through social. The success is, is really understanding how to facilitate it to help engage in better relationships, building, changing the way people think and driving a better conversation. And I think any generation struggles with it. It's, it's incredibly hard, of course, these days uh, to, to get to that point where you, where you're given permission to give somebody a call or to, to do a Skype call or, or <laughs> heavens forbid, get the wonderful opportunity to have that face to face. What would be your top two or three stages to ensure uh, that you stage when you have the, have the personal contact, whether that's on the phone or in person? Or what are those touch points that have got to happen before somebody gets enough trust in you, in, your, in, in that salesperson's personal brand as well as the corporate brand before they're willing to say, yeah, okay, let's have a real conversation. I, I think, you know, number one is just show you care. Just show that you're there to help, that you truly mean it, that you're not just there. I mean, obviously we know at some point in time you're there to sell them something. But you can't get to that point until you can really look somebody in the eye or drive an effective conversation and say, you know what, I truly care about helping you solve that business problem. I truly care about helping you solve that particular problem and mean it and sincerely mean it and say it with conviction. And I think that, you know, that's the missing link in this whole thing, Bill, is I, I, I remember back a long time ago, and this is 10, 15 plus years ago, I asked somebody, you know, what was, what was the key to their success with sales? And they said, I took my sales hat off. And I put my relationship building hat on. And I learned how to effectively marry, marry both. And I think that's the biggest thing is if salespeople really want to strategically drive this, is just be there to help, lead with insights, educate, and then watch what happens from there. Because I think at the end of this, all people want, all people really want to know is that you care. You're there to help them. And I always say, lead with a servant mindset. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board. Uh, time and again, when when we talk about social selling related topics with guests, it comes down to, and I'm sure they're going to put this on my gravestone one day. Uh, people buy from people, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the age old thing. And oh my, I mean, people will just belabor that one forever and a day. I mean, people do buy from people. And, and, it, and it's really interesting. And I think my big concern, and I just got I just was having a conversation with, you know, to somebody about this the other day, is technology's done wondrous things. But my, it's my belief that Integrating social can still be done in an effective way because we're all humans. Humans crave that human interaction, and there's only so much you can do with technology. But all the technology in the world will get you to a certain point. But if you can't effectively drive a genuine, authentic, human, real deal conversation, then does it really matter? So we are now coming towards the end of this interview. 
Uh, so just one last question for you. And I've got to tell you before I ask that question, uh, it's been a pleasure today. And listeners, uh, you don't know what happened in the background before we tried to start this. <laughs> but, uh, uh, suffice to say that uh, technology doesn't always work out for you uh, but, but we, we got there in the end so just finally to, uh, today Larry and again I do appreciate your time no, you're uh, very how, welcome. How, how can we learn more about you and how can our listeners learn more about the Social Sales Academy yeah, you can learn so much about me Obviously, I encourage anyone to connect with me on LinkedIn it's Larry Levine 1992 I I encourage anyone if you're open to driving a really great conversation engage with me you'll enjoy it you can find me on my website at uh, socialsalesacademy.net thank you very much for being a guest on the cpsa podcast bill it's my pleasure you're very welcome and listeners as always happy selling Thank you for listening to the Social Selling and Tech Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.